Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. And who is here? Amen. And praise the Lord. We want to thank everyone who's served in the household of the Lord this morning, especially the youth. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Rushing for filling in for me last Sunday and Reverend Ford on Wednesday. And we want to thank uh, Deacon Jones for speaking to my brother's keepers uh, Saturday. Amen. Amen. We have a gifted church and we praise God for all of those gifts. Amen. Amen. We have a design. Uh, of the building there, a vision. We always uh, are keeping it before us uh, and what we believe that God is calling us to do. And I'm going to share a little more a little later about that as we have entered a, a different month that has been designated Make Him Known Through the Sanctuary. Make him known through the sanctuary. And all throughout this month, we're going to see how God used his people to build his sanctuary. I said we're going to see how it's done in the Bible biblically when you want to build something for the Lord. And we're standing on all month, Exodus chapter 36, verse 3. And I pray that I will be Moses in this text. For it says, they received from Moses all the offering the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continue to bring free will offerings Morning after morning. Oh, let me say that again. Let me say that again. The people continue to bring free will offerings, not every Sunday, but every morning. Hello, somebody. Not just the first day of the week, uh, but every day of the week. And this morning we're going to look at this same text in a message entitled, 
how to give to build. How to give to build. Uh, Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God as we share this message, how to give to build. We're going to read Exodus 36, verses 1 through 27. I mean, uh, verses 1 through 7. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. This morning, we're sharing a message, how to give to build, how to give to build. And we're going to share on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the men at work. We're going to talk about Moses at work. And we're going to talk about money at work. And we want Christians to know that Christians should give and work on the sanctuary. Christians should give and work on the sanctuary. Amen. I think I've shared this before. A preacher stood up and he was trying to lead his church on a building campaign and he he stood up and he said, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Uh, which uh, do you want to hear first? And The crowd said, let's hear the good news. And the preacher went on to say, the good news is, is that we have enough money to build this sanctuary. And the crowd let up in a roar and they they, they applauded, praised the Lord. We have enough. Is there anybody here today want to praise the Lord right now because uh, we have uh, enough? Oh, but then the people kind of settled back down and then somebody in the crowd said, well, preacher, if we have enough money to build the building, uh, then what's the bad news? And then the preacher went on to say that the bad news is, is that it's in your bank account. <laughs> it's in your bank account. And needless to say, they did not uh, uh, uproar from the beginning. 
morning. Hello, somebody. Got quiet up in there. I heard uh, crickets. <laughs> the good news and the, the bad news of building. Hello, somebody. Undoubtedly, oh, we've been casting a vision here at Bethlehem, and we believe that God has called us to build. Undoubtedly, oh, that there are some who believe that we should build. Undoubtedly, also, that there are naysayers, and they believe that we shouldn't build. Oh, but what we try to determine in faith is what God is saying. And we have come to believe that this is what God is calling us to do. And that's the good news. Hello, somebody. Oh, and there's been much talk about how we should get the money. Hello, somebody. And there have been some, even some, uh, oh, frustration of some people thinking that we may have to do some things that's undignified to get the money. Oh, but the truth of the matter is, is if we want to build, uh, we have to give. Hello, somebody. And we're coming up to a time where our biggest uh, money fundraiser is our church anniversary. Where we challenge the people in our house, uh, oh, to uh, give a dollar for every year that the church uh, has been in existence. Uh, And we have been in existence for a hundred and ten years. Uh, And we're going to celebrate and we want to challenge the people of God to, oh, those who believe and even those that don't believe, uh, to be a part of what we're calling this offering. And it's a free will offering. And it's an offering that only takes place, uh, what, once a year. Hello, somebody. It's a little different in the text. We're going to talk about the difference in the text. Uh, um, but, but it only takes place once in a year. So say, say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor. We're going to build this with my money. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, somebody didn't say that last part. (laughs) Somebody said, we're going to build it, but uh, you didn't say with my money. Hello, somebody. Well, oh, you can't say your money because you don't realize that God owns it all anyway. Hello, somebody. God owns it all. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God uh, really don't need your money. Hello, somebody. Oh, he gives you an opportunity to be a part of what he's doing and to show your faith that you believe what God is calling us to do. But he really don't need your money. So don't leave here and be upset and mad because the preacher and the, and the church family is asking for this. What is it called? Free will offering. Hello, somebody. And that's what you got to get. It's free will. Really, every offering you give in this church is a free will offering. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But if we want to build, guess what? We have to give. Hello, somebody. Well, let's see what happens in the text um, as we share a message entitled uh, How to Give to Build. First of all, we see uh, Two men in the text that are identified, and they're really, they're not identified as the biggest givers. Hello, somebody. 
Uh, they're identified as men who have skill to build. Hello, somebody. Men have, who have ability to build. And it says that these persons and every person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry all the work of constructing the sanctuary or to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. And I was excited about uh, when Brother Bill gave his uh, his report to the church uh, about, oh, I guess it was about a month ago, and, and he began to name some names uh, of people in our congregation uh, who have certain skills, uh, oh, who will be useful to build uh, this sanctuary. Hello, somebody. And he named some names uh, of people just like the text is doing this morning. They named some names. Uh, oh, and, and and he named the names of those who are willing uh, not to just give their money, but to give their ability. Are you here today? Oh, because the house of the Lord not only needs your money, but we need your ability. If you were sitting in Sunday school this morning, you heard Sister Audrey gave a, a battle cry, a cry and asking that we need help in the Sunday school department. Oh, we need you to come and we need you. Uh, oh, and not only to teach, but we need uh, people who can drive the van because uh, if one person miss, uh, that should mean that uh, the, band, the van stopped going. And, and she cried out and she and she want us uh, as a church to step in and to do what needs to be done. We need some help. We need some administrative help in the Sunday school department. Uh, oh, so that if one person miss, uh, oh, we don't have to be off, uh, off point or off key. Uh, and God is still crying out uh, for those saints that are just sitting. Uh, those saints uh, that are not using their gifts, uh, gifts, talents, and ability. God is calling you right now. Oh, everybody in here should be able to drive a van. Hello somebody. So we should be hearing from uh, people who want to drive the van. Uh, everybody in here knows how to count uh, and ring a bell. Hello somebody. So we should be hearing from you. All those who have gifts, uh, talents, and ability in the household of the Lord. Uh, oh, who well, we should uh, have to tell you no, we don't need any more volunteers now. Hello somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor Oh, neighbor, what's your gift? What's your gift, talent, and ability? It always surprises me many times that the people with the best voices many times are not in the choir. Hello, somebody. Oh, it always surprised me that that many of the best preachers are not in the pulpit. I don't mean to meddle. <laughs> it, it always surprised me that these great gifts, talents, and, and the people who have the gift of hospitality, many times they are not on the door. Oh, as an usher, you say, why does an usher need the gift of hospitality? Because many times, I'm not saying we see it here, but at many places you see people standing on that door and they got sour puss faces. They look sour and they look mad when they open in the door of the Lord and they don't want to seat you and they treat you bad. That's because they're operating outside of their gifts. Oh, a person that stands at the door needs to be somebody with the gift of hospitality. Somebody that will welcome the people in. Somebody that will shake a person's hand and say oh, we're glad that you came. Oh, and somebody know how to treat somebody like they are 
special. Oh, some folk, oh, they look like they mad that you came. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I used to, used to use this illustration all the time when I first came here about uh, that show Cheers uh, and, and, and the fellowship that happens at Cheers. Uh, and it says that sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name uh, and everybody's glad you came. That's fellowship. Hello, somebody. And that's how, oh, that's the kind of people we need to serve in the house. Hold of the Lord. We're glad that you came. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, we're glad that you came. In Jesus' name. Not only we're glad that you came, but we're glad that God has put a gift in you that only you can do in this body. Uh, we don't have professionals in this place, which means, uh, oh, we try to make this place a place of professionals, but everybody here can serve the Lord. Hello, somebody. You don't have to be special to serve the Lord. Everybody, as a matter of fact, God put a gift on the inside of you. And he wants to use that gift in this body. Hello, somebody. My wife was giving me a testimony on my way back from speaking at a women's conference there in Sapopa, Oklahoma. And she was saying how she grew into her gifts and she, and, she, and she admitted that she was mad at me because I challenged her to use her gift for the Lord and she was mad at me and I, and I said don't be mad at me it's God who put it in you hello somebody God put that gift in you and he wants to use that gift for the body of Christ and there's some folk up in here that's mad at me because I see certain gifts hello somebody don't get mad at me all I'm doing is seeing what God put in you Hello, somebody. That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying, oh, anything else. All I'm saying is God has put a gift on the inside of you. And that our world will be better if you use that gift. Every, every, every Thursday night, I meet with the preachers and, and, and I tell them that you were born to preach. Hello, somebody. You're doing a lot of other different things, but you were born to preach. God put that gift in you, and the devil's going to try to enable you to do everything else but preach. Oh, he don't, he don't mind you doing all this other stuff that you're really not gifted for. Hello, somebody. Because that's not going to make a difference. Oh, but he, he just wants to keep you. Uh, oh, don't you know, I... I I'm trying to raise my associate ministers that have the gift to go and pastor. All right. Hello, somebody. This world would be a better place if you use your gifts in the same way that God worked in my life. I'm a victim of it, too. Hello, somebody. Right. God, I was there at Concord there in Dallas, Texas, at Concord under Dr. E.K. Bailey. And boy, did I love being at Concord. Boy, did I love sitting and hearing the sermon. Boy, did I love amen in the sermon. Boy, did I love being a part of the E.K. Bailey Expository Preaching Conference. And he brought in uh, the greatest preachers from around the world. And I loved it. I loved it so much that I almost was... Willing not to do what God called me to do. Hello, somebody. Oh, and now, oh, had I stayed there, the world wouldn't know who I am. Hello, somebody. But now, anywhere I go, people have heard of us here at Bethlehem. 
because of the, what we do on the websites. They hear of us and it surprised me to see, oh, how many uh, I was walking in the convention oh, oh, in Atlanta and my New York preacher friend, uh, now he's a friend, uh, he said, man, I listen to you all the time. Hello, somebody. And here I am in Little Paul's Valley. Hello, somebody. Oh, a city of uh, uh, 6,000 folk. And you got that New York preacher, a city of 8 million, uh, who's listening to what's going on here at Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Give God a hand clap of praise. The world needs to hear from you. God has put abilities on the inside of you. And sometimes uh, these kind of people in the text get left behind. Uh, oh, because uh, of the people with the preaching gifts and the teaching gifts and the public gifts. Uh, but there's some folk up in here that know how to build some things. Hello, somebody. If you're here today and you know how to build some things, why don't you stand up this morning? If you know how to build, I know somebody, don't let me call you out. All right. Hey man, look at that. Look at that. We got a few. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. We got some folk missing this morning that know how to build. Hello, somebody. Yeah, Tim, you stood up. You got called out. <laughs> and, brother, and Brother Bill's presentation. Hello, somebody. JR, I think you can put your hand to something, can't you? <laughs> you say you're going to supervise. <laughs> but we got people in here that know how to build. And guess what? They're waiting on us. Hello, somebody. They're saying all you got to do is give us something to work with. Hello, somebody. Like those in the text. God, hey, these men at work, they had every skill a person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary or to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. We got some men up in this place that want to go to work. Oh, but oh, we got to be willing to what? Oh, hello, ding, 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 to give. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I work if you give. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I work if you give. Hello, somebody. It talks of these people in Exodus 35, 35. He says, he was filled, he filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as what? Craftsmen. Hello, somebody. We got some craftsmen in this place. Designers and brawlers in blue. Oh, and, and I think Brother Bill called somebody else out who has a, a, one of these kind of embroidery kind of gifts or purple and scarlet yarn and, and fine linen and weavers. Hello, somebody. And all of them, all of them master craftsmen and designers. Hello, somebody. And we have that in this place because God ain't going to have you do something that you're not gifted to do. Hello, somebody. That only happens in unspiritual churches where we have people in places that are not gifted to do what they are, are supposed to be doing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So the men were at work or they were at willing to work. 
And then you had Moses who had a conference with those who could do the work. And he says to them, the skilled persons to whom the Lord has given abilities and to whom was willing to work, Moses summoned them. Moses could see it. You see, as a pastor, I'm a seer. Hello, somebody. I can see folk already working. You know, I, I see Brother, Brother Gail already at work on the rooftop. Hello, somebody. Because that's what he gets paid to do. Hello, somebody. Oh, and some of us see Brother Tim already doing the electrical work. Hello, somebody. I'm a seer. I'm a seer. I'm a seer. And I can see it. And that's what Moses' job was to do, to see some things and, and to have a meeting with them and, and say that, oh, be patient. We're, we're about ready to get you to work. Be patient. We know that you're wanting to work. Oh, but we, we've got to, oh, get our minds right to be willing to work. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. First Chronicles 28. 21 says the division of the priests and the Levites are ready for all the work on the temple of God. Not only are they ready, but they are every uh, willing man skilled in any craft uh, will help you uh, in all the work. Uh, that's what you don't realize, Bethlehem. God has some folk already placed here, already waiting on you. And they can do, we can do uh, everything. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I think all we really need is to get that concrete poured. And I see gifts to do everything else in this place. Hello, somebody. And then we'll have folk. And we didn't even just count the seers in uh, or or the people in the My Brother's Keeper's uh, men's movement. We have all kind of craftsmen in that place as well. And and folk that are waiting on us. Oh, that probably are not even members of this church. And they're waiting on us. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. What you waiting for? (laughs) The world is waiting on you. Hello, somebody. And Moses was the seer. And then, point number three, and then we'll go home. The money at work. Hello, somebody. It says, and what they received from Moses. They gave Moses the money. Now here, don't give me the money. We're going to give the deacons the money, the treasure, all right? (laughs) But they gave Moses the offering that the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. Hello, somebody. And the people continued to bring what? Free will offerings. offerings, What? Morning after morning. morning. Hello, somebody. It's time for us to lay out Hello, somebody. To lay that, that little building where we get the money, to lay it out every day so that we can have free will offerings. It's time for folk to not just wait till Sunday, but whenever the Lord bless you. Hello, somebody. Just bring it to the house. Hello, somebody. I said, whenever the Lord bless you. Because uh, it's because they were able to give that free will offering because the Lord has blessed them. And we got to get this point right and point straight because some of you are saying, I don't have anything to give. And God is saying uh, that he's about to give you something, but it's not for you. Mm. Let me let me say that again. 
He's about to give you. You say, I don't have anything to give. If you get a check out the blue for $200. Hello, somebody. This is a free will offering. Give it all. Ooh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Wait a, wait a minute. He said, now, preacher, you done got a little fanatical. You said you didn't have anything to give. God says that's a lie. I can bless you to give. Hello, somebody. I'm so glad that you don't have anything to give because you don't have enough. Hello, somebody. But God has it. Oh, we hear it all the time. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Uh, oh, and, and the reason why he owns that because if he gave it to us, we would probably keep it for ourselves. Hello, somebody. <laughs> but it's, it's time to make a divine and heavenly transference uh, to get this building done. And uh, I'm challenging you, if you get money out to blue, it's not for you. Hello, somebody. It's for the building. Hello, somebody. And let me let me give you this testimony. Now, if you know the background of of the children of Israel, you know what happened when they left Israel. I mean, uh, when they left Egypt. Do you remember what happened? You remember Moses did all those miracles Uh, and and, and those miracles were preparing for what God wanted to happen. Because after God had whooped their behind in modern day language so much that God told the children of Israel to ask the Egyptians to give them an offering. To give them something basically to go. And the Bible says that, uh, oh, that they were plundered. Hello, somebody. That whole nation, that rich nation was plundered by these slave folk. Hello, somebody. In other words, uh, they were given a severance package. (laughs) An Egyptian severance package. In other words, uh, they blessed them to leave. Right. Hello, somebody. <laughs> that's somebody. Somebody. That's, uh, that's why I can't. I can't feel bad for uh, one of my favorite basketball players, uh, Lamar Odom. Uh, he was playing for the Mavericks, uh, and then they they basically told him they wanted him to go, but he still got the money from his contract. He was blessed to leave. His feelings was hurt, but his bank account wasn't. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. So God had already in that offering, oh, in that severance pack, God had already given them what they needed to, to build this sanctuary. So, so when it was time to give an offering, hello somebody, to build a sanctuary, the people were already blessed to give. They, when they left that place, they were no longer broke. They had been blessed to go to the promised land. They were blessed before they got to the promised land. Hello somebody oh you know that they were blessed because uh, when they were in the midst uh, of the, the the wilderness they cut the food and they built what an idol what kind of idol well, just, just any kind of idol it was a golden cap this means it was made of pure gold hello somebody you see we like to oh take our blessings and build oh idols Ooh. Hello, somebody. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. Somebody will miss it. We like to take our blessings and build idols. Oh, 
And that idol, oh, should I meddle like this? That idol, should I meddle like this? That idol that you built, oh, maybe that house that you can't afford. Hello, somebody. And that's the, and that's the issue. You can't afford it. Now, if you're in a house and you can't afford it, that's a different deal. Oh, and now you got to work, oh, even harder to live in that house. Hello, somebody. I've known some folk that lived in fancy houses in the suburbs and you go to their cabinets and they don't have food in it. I've known some folk in fancy houses, oh, in their own, oh, welfare. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We like to take the blessings that God gives us and put them and make idols. God didn't bless you to make a golden calf. He blessed you to build a sanctuary. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. God didn't bless you, oh, to build a calf. Oh, God bless you to build a sanctuary. One of the ways that you know whether you're doing the will of God is, is your house better than the church house? Hello, somebody. That's how you know, too, whether you're building calves. Is your house better than the church house? Hello, is your carpet better than the church house carpet? Oh, is it better or worse? Hello, somebody somebody is your house more modern than the church house a lot of times we come to church and we come back to 1950 hello somebody because our building is not modern hello somebody hello hey we want everything else modern most of us want to drive a new car at least every five years somebody every year hello somebody hello somebody modern Hello, somebody. We take God's blessings and we build casts as opposed to building sanctuaries. And God is saying that it's time for us to build his sanctuary. It's time for us to sacrifice that sacred calf. Ooh, hello, somebody. And to some, that sacred calf may even be this building. Ooh, because you don't want to go. It was good enough for grandmama. It was good enough for great-grandmama. Then it's good enough for, oh, uh, for me. And don't you know that? But grandmama was a little different than you are. Grandmama used to tithe. And grandmama, that dollar that you give was her tithe. And grandmama used that little money that she had. And we still worship in the day off of grandmama's dollar. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Oh, and we look back and see how to try to figure out how they did it. You can't figure it out. Dr. Dr. Whitlow is going to come here in two weeks and he gave us a little history. He told us that most of the folk back then were maids. Hello, somebody. How did they build? And the key is that they didn't build. It was God that did it. <laughs> they trust God to build. They gave, oh, what they had. And what they had, oh, was seemingly a little, but, oh, they've outgiven us. Even in 2012, they're still outgiving us. Hello, somebody. <laughs> it takes money to do the work. And he said they received, and, and, and Moses received that money. He, they, they brought all the offerings to the, and they carried it to work, everything that they needed to construct that building. 
Exodus 35, 29 says this. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought. Hello, it just takes those of us who are willing. Everybody don't really have to do it. All it takes is those of us who are willing. Hello, somebody. And then what's going to happen is those that, oh, didn't give, they thinking that they, they can stop God's program. And, and what's going to happen is those that didn't give, they're going to be the first one in the new sanctuary talking about, look what we did. <laughs> but that's okay. But those that are willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Hello, somebody. We're just making a clarion call this month. We believe that God is able. I believe that the same God that blessed grandmama and them to build or great grandmama and them to build the same God that's kept us here for 110 years. Oh, the same God that moved back then can move right now because the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Jacob. He's the God of Isaac. You see, those men lived and died and served the Lord. But God is the same. That's why when God, oh, when Moses said, whom shall I say send me? He said, just tell him I am that I am. Oh, and he's still that God of I am today. And there's some folk here today. Maybe you're not talking about or concerned about building a building. You're going to give what you can. Oh, but you're going through a situation that's about to take your life. You're going through the greatest trial that you've ever faced. Well, I'm here this morning to encourage you that that same God that moved the people to build a sanctuary is the same God that can move angels and people to build on your life. You say, preacher, I'm here. I don't have a job, but I know a God that can move the hearts of kings and you can find favor because you depend upon this same God this God of I am he's able as the Bible say to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you ask or anything that you can imagine you may be sick in your body today but I was sent here today to let you know that the same God that could build a sanctuary can build that sanctuary that you're in today because uh, oh the temple really today is what is in you uh, you are the temple of the law you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God uh, and God uh, is trying to rise up uh, in the inside of you in the middle of your trials uh, in the middle of your tribulation to let you know that he still can build today uh, there's a single person here thinking that they're alone and alone uh, and that they can't find love. Uh, well, that same God uh, that moved uh, and built the temple or the sanctuary back then can move uh, in your life uh, and build uh, a family. Hello, somebody. But you've got, uh, I said, you've got uh, to be willing to obey him completely. Obey him all the way. Uh, give him everything uh, that you have. Give him uh, your time. Uh, give him uh, your talents. Uh, give him your attention and he can build some things uh, for you today. Uh, he can 
build uh, this sanctuary and he can build uh, your own personal sanctuary. He can build uh, this sanctuary and he can build uh, your bank account. Uh, he can build uh, this sanctuary and he can uh, oh, open the doors uh, oh, and build you a career oh, instead of a job. Uh, oh, but you've got to trust him today. Uh, you've got to trust the Lord uh, with all of your might. Uh, oh, you've got to love him uh, with all of your might, uh, with all of your mind, uh, with all of your soul. Uh, oh, I believe uh, that's what the Sunday school lesson was trying to teach us today. Uh, that God, uh, oh, is worthy of our complete obedience. Uh, he's worthy. Oh, and it's time for us, uh, as the old folk used to say, uh, to get right church uh, and let's go home. Uh, I said, get right church uh, and let's go home. Uh, repeat after me. Get right church and let's go home. Uh, oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, get right and see how God works. Get right and see how God moves. Get right and see him make a way out of no way. Get right, get right, get right, get right, get right, church. Oh God, oh he wants to show up and show out in this place. Oh God wants to show up and show out in your sanctuary, at your address, at your job, in your children's life. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, get right. Get right and let's go home in Jesus' name. In Jesus, give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here. I said, give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Somebody say, yeah. Somebody say, yeah. Somebody say, hallelujah. Say, hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah in the house. Hallelujah anyhow. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. I'm so glad. Deacons, will you come? All eyes closed and heads bowed. I'm so glad that Jesus was willing to build this building of salvation. As he said in that garden of Gethsemane. Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. And he got up from his prayers. They took him from that garden. And they tried him of crimes that he didn't commit. I said they tried him of crimes that he didn't commit. They mocked him. They scorned him. They said guilty. And they whooped him. They scarred him. Put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. I'm so glad that Jesus was willing to build this building, this sanctuary of salvation. For he carried that cross through the streets of Jerusalem. He carried that cross. And they got to that hill called Golgotha, nailed him to the cross, raised him up between two thieves. I'm so glad. That Jesus was willing to build this sanctuary of my salvation. For on that cross, he gave up the ghost because they couldn't take it away. He gave the ghost up 
they took him down from that cross. The saddest day of all creation was when Jesus died. He died for your sins and he died for my sins. For every sin that I have committed to this point or in the present, he died for it on that day. They put him in that borrowed tomb and he laid there the first day. All hope was gone because the people of God do what that back then, what we do today. We're with Jesus, but we don't listen to him. Because Jesus said, I'm going to rise again on the third day. He told him several times. And instead of going on the third day to embalm the body, they should have all been camped out waiting for him to rise because Jesus said that he would rise so but they didn't listen to Jesus so the first day was a lost day the second day was a lost day but I'm so glad that on the third day Jesus got up with all power in his hands I'm so glad that he did what he said he would do To build this sanctuary of my salvation. That building was built over 2,000 years ago. For those who are here today seated. And you do not have a personal relationship with God. If you can believe that Jesus was God's only son. That he died for your sins. Was buried and raised again. On the third day this, this morning. You can enter into that sanctuary of salvation. And today you can be saved. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want you to slip out of your seats and come forward and give your life to Jesus Christ. There may be somebody else here today. Maybe you've given your life to Jesus Christ, but you were never publicly baptized. You've never made that first step of obedience, which is baptism. And if you're here today and you need to be baptized, we want you to slip out of your seat. And come forward right now. Maybe somebody else here today. Maybe you don't have a church home. You're living out in the world. You may even say some bad things about the church. There's only one problem with that. Is that the church is Jesus' bride. Hello somebody. The church is the sanctuary of salvation. And it's the place where believers come and meet to encourage one another. And if you don't have a church arm, we want you to come forward right now. Whatever your decision is, maybe you need prayer. Come forward right now. Or testimony. Come forward right now as the music plays. We want you to slip out of your seats right now in Jesus' name. Here's that one today. Amen. God bless you. Is there another? Is there another? All eyes are closed, heads are bowed, saints are praying. Is there another? But you come forward right now. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, let me get by you. I need to slip out of my seat. I need to make this decision today. Is there another? 
Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you, you may have be here a today personal have a relationship ability with God. That you, have never you know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're and God spoke to you today. To you need to come and tell us right what it is that you are able to do. And we want to put you to work in the household of the Lord. Is there another? You know what I tell them? There's nothing that you have been doing or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. Thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet Him on His terms, and His terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.